When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours. Hi, welcome to You Were Going to Be Fantastic. My name is Jenny Ryan. And my name is Ann Foster. We are two people in our mid to late 30s who are wondering what the hell happened? How did we end up where we are? Um, so we wanted to talk to people that we know and try to, try to figure out how they ended up where they are. So it's a podcast about where expectation meets reality. You know, some people thought that they were going to be a world famous ballerina and then perhaps they grew up and realized, no, I'm going to be an accountant. Or someone who is 35 and working as a barista and never meant to be a barista for 15 years. Yeah, I mean, just people like how you find yourself when you're actually living your life. And how did you get there? The sort of sliding doors, like was there one decision that wound you up where you are? And how do you feel about it, basically? Yeah. So are you are uh, are you happy with where you are? And we hope everybody is. And even if you're not, you're still welcome to come here and talk to us. Um, so our first guest for this, which we're just going to call episode zero. Episode zero. <laughs> prototype. Episode prototype. Is um, one of our colleagues from here. Uh, he works for the Public Library in Saskatoon. Um, so I hope you enjoy this interview with Joe Geary. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, so, Mr. Geary, sera. Joe Geary, hello. Hello, Jenny Ryan. <laughs> How are you feeling today? I'm feeling well. Are you fantastic? Uh, I feel pretty fantastic today. Good, good. Well, we're about to go on a journey to find out how you got to this place. A journey into the past. <laughs> and then back to the present. Yes, yes, that pathway. So let's get right down to it. So we all know why you're here. You're here to tell us about your life's journey to get you to where you are. So what? Where are you? What is it that you that you do with your life? What? What's your What's your life? What's your life? Well, my occupation, yeah, sure. <laughs> is as a public librarian. Okay, and uh, a particular specialty. Uh, I'm currently the virtual reference librarian at my library. So. I look after things like databases. I look after things like downloadable services, so ebooks, streaming media, okay, that sort of thing. I also do a number of other things. Uh, I supervise a number of people. I do payroll for my department. Um, I'm on the reference desk a bunch of the time. Okay. Yeah. So cast your mind back. So you are now in your thirties. I am currently 38, yeah. Terrifyingly late 30s. Yeah. Only terrifying because we're the same age. Um, I don't think of myself well, as Life, life will begin 20, in but... another two years. All right. For so, the first time. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. So so if you are 38 now, you've been doing this job for... Uh, 11 years now. 11 years as a well, public librarian. 11 years as a public librarian. Not all of that has been in my current position. Okay. Yeah. So what? let's say you're 17. Let's say you're 17, 18. So 20 years ago. Yeah. What was 18-year-old Joe Geary planning on doing? You're leaving high school, fleeing the nest. Well, I wasn't quite fleeing the nest yet, but um, I was planning to become a psychologist. What? And I was going to be a psychotherapist. That has nothing to 
do with or become e-books. a or become <laughs> a sociologist. Uh, I, I was sort of it, it was one or the other. Okay. So that's a pretty, that's, well, someone argued that life in the library, you were dealing with a lot of people. Well, some days more than some others. Days, yeah. Yep. But it's really not a psycholo- psychological, psychoanalyst nope. sort of a gig. So, um, so what happened? Well, uh, so I went to university here at the U of S mm-hmm. in Saskatoon. And um, so... You know, first year I just did general arts and sciences. Uh, By my second year, I was mostly doing sociology, psychology, and English. So you were still on the path. Yeah, I was was still on the path. So what is it about this? Like, did did you have a psychologist that you visited? Was there someone in your family? Like, why was this a career? I, I have no family members who are psychologists. We had... From what I remember, no family friends who were psychologists. So how did you come up? Was there a character in a book? Did you watch a movie? Um, no. There, well, there was a book. The The whole Jungian archetypes thing uh, really was sort of inspiring and explained a lot to me. That There was, um, I think it was The Goddess Within, or I don't even remember which book it was, but there was a Jungian psychology book that... And it it was you know mostly directed at women about the Jungian archetypes that um, you know were in the collective unconscious and affected us to you know presently. So you read this as a teen. Yeah, yeah. Well, other eighteen-year-old boys were in watching UHF and possibly. Yeah running around drunk in fields, you were reading Jungian psychology and mm-hmm. decided this is what you wanted. Yeah. Okay. So you're in university. You're doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then third year came along. Ah. So in my third year, I was like, so at that point, it was like sociology or psychology. Okay. Right? So like, you know, sort of more like, do I do more social work type things or do I become more like psychoanalyst type things? Okay. Psychotherapist. I gotta say, you have the you have the voice for a psychotherapist. Oh. I feel like you could sit and put people in calm states on couches. Well, and and part of the reason why I wanted to do that was because I had lots of experience talking with my friends and talking mostly with my friends, and I always was very curious about why people did the things that they did. Right, and curious about how the mind worked and my stepfather is a philosophy philosophy professor um so i learned i heard a lot about like philosophy you know philosophy and anyway and bring that into psychology right um anyways so i always knew that i was going to do something academic that's you know I didn't know for quite how long. Um, Anyway, so so, anyway, psychotherapy was the the thing that I sort of wanted to do. Um, And I went into my third year, and I had chosen psychology at that point as my major. Mm -hmm. And I took all psychology classes. And I think, so so I was taking five classes a term. Yep. and four of them would have been psychology and one of them would have been English. Because okay. I still liked English and 
at that point, I pretty much chose that English was going to be my minor. Okay. And to say that third year was the worst academic year of my life is possibly not quite true, but it's close. Oh. Um, the, the focus of the psychology program here at the U of S was very science mm-hmm. which is fine, and, and that's a very important part of the field of psychology. But keep in mind, my heart was still in sort of the psychoanalytic, Jungian... Like talking and yeah, listening. Jungian, like, let's have explanation as well as rationale. Right. And that was not the experience <laughs> that I had. And I did not do particularly well in those psychology classes. The English classes, however, oh. were uh, were very engaging. Hmm. And at some point, I was walking with my mother, and she said, you know, Joe... You talk a lot about your English projects and like nothing about psychology. Hmm. Maybe you should think about that. How did your parents feel about you being a psychoanalyst? Uh, I don't think we had any real conversations about it. I'm not even sure if you asked them if they would have been able to tell you that that's exactly what I wanted to do. But. Okay, so it wasn't like this was a family's journey that you no, were... Okay. No, no, So you weren't going to break a lot of hearts? No, okay. no, no. Well, you would later, but... <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, so, yeah, so third year happened, and so, so at the end of second year, I had chosen psychology. End of third year, I chose English. Mm. And choosing English at the end of my third year having taken almost an entire year of psychology, well, a little bit more than that, uh, basically meant that my four-year BA was going to take five years, mm-hmm. which was fine. So when you decided to do this and become just like an English, so you had like a career, like in your head, in your head like you were going to wear suits and sit in an office and, and be a psychological guy and then suddenly Mm -hmm. you're like english the vaguest job ever so what what happened like were you suddenly like starting at the bottom uh sort of starting towards the middle okay because i had already taken a bunch of english classes at that point and because i had been taking english classes all along um i had a lot of sort of a combination of the like the core classes that I needed mm-hmm. and some of like the fun elective classes. Okay. So what I needed were like the other core, <laughs> like upper year right. classes. Um, and with English, I, I knew about the, you know, the direct correlation between English and the questionable job future that I might have. Right. Uh, at the time I was, very involved with the student newspaper at the U of S, the chief. Okay. Um, so I'd been doing some writing for them, um, some other stuff. And I knew at that point as well that journalism was not my future. Um, 
for a little bit in there, it was like, well, maybe this is something I'd like to do. And then I looked at how I relate to deadlines and the pressure that journalists are under even now, maybe even more so now. And well, and that was then, that was like, you know, 1999, let alone 2016. Um, And it was like, no, I am not going to be a journalist. I love this world. I love the people in it. Right. Uh, but I cannot do this. So did you, you were like the definite, you know how they say to people, do the thing you love and then mm-hmm. the rest will follow. So you were just like, okay, what's it? your mom says, find the thing you love. You seem to love writing essays. Um, so go and or, write or essays. Or at least analyzing literature, analyzing literature and, literature. And, and whatnot. And yeah. so from there, something will result in some kind of a solidifying career. But so, not journalism. Not journalism, yeah. And... I think one of the things I joke about now is that pretty much when I chose English as my major, libraries was my future. So they'd already been my past. I had been working in a library as a page since I was 15. And a page is a... Somebody who shelves, checks in material. So you were in a library this whole time, mm-hmm. lurking under the surface. It was the <laughs> library, the underpinnings of all of this. Yeah, was your your was your do- your job mm-hmm. as a library? And, and my already. my supervisor at the library uh, was very encouraging of me pursuing libraries as a career. Okay, and becoming a librarian and the whole time, or just after whole, you switched? Whole, no, the whole time, oh. the whole time. And I had always sort of said, "No, no, I'm going into psychology. I'm going to be a." psychotherapist yeah and then she's like ha yeah. what little does he know yeah the library's got its tentacles in you and uh yeah so i ended up in english i took five years to finish my degree in the end and after that i started applying well not quite after that i, I was it was a year and a half between finishing and starting so finishing my undergrad and starting my master's degree for library studies. For library studies, yeah. So then you became a librarian. Yeah. So the first, like, was that okay with you? Yeah. It didn't yeah, feel no, like the, it, conceding? It, 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 no, it felt right. Um, one of the other things that I had considered along that long path was um, a Master's of Children's Literature, mm-hmm. which was also offered at UBC. So I did library school at UBC, which we'll come to. Um. But they were starting, uh, yeah, a master's of children's literature. And I had always loved children's literature. Um, and Young wrote a lot of great kids' books. Mm-hmm. No, did he? No. Jungian, young, no. Jungian, Jungian no. books but, but, for children? No. In fact, I think Young wrote no books for children. <laughs> no, but sure. those Jungian archetypes are all in there. Um. So, yeah, and when I brought that idea back to my mom, she was like, no, no, you are not allowed. You have to do something that will actually get you a job in the end. So she, she, so if your mom hadn't intervened, you may be sitting here with a useless master's of children's literature degree. Well, I wouldn't call it useless, but. (laughs) 
Your bank account but, would. But my bank account and my career may be right. very different at this well, point. Well, you might be teaching at a university something about total yes, literature. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would probably be doing more writing <laughs> than I do now. Jungian archetypes in children's literature. Quite possibly. Yeah. That, that could have been, if I had gone on to do a PhD, perhaps that would have been right. my thesis. Or perhaps not, because surely somebody's already done that. Maybe. Um, anyway, so the children's lit thing was an idea, but in the end, the librarianship won out and it was always going to be public librarianship. Um, so I started a library school at UBC in the beginning of 2003 Uh and right from the get go, it was like, I am going to become a public librarian. I am going to specialize in children's lit, children's programming and cataloging which people to this day still find an odd combination. But those were my passions. You know, the director of the library school that I went to, mm-hmm. University of Alberta at the time, she was a children's litter. She was a, a children's librarian mm-hmm. and a cataloger. She did mm-hmm. both. She nice. taught both. Yep. Yeah. No, it, they are both very fun. If, if I may ask a question. Um are you doing any children's programming or cataloging in your current work? No. <laughs> so your passions were children's literature and cataloging. Yeah. And you do none of it. I do neither of those things. No. Okay. So that's funny. Um, so completely derailed. So you went off to think maybe, so you're like, I'll be a public librarian. Did you want to be a children's librarian at some point? Like was no. that, or a cataloger? Mm. I, I would have, so in librarianship, and that's a whole other half hour. But I like the public service aspect of public librarianship. So I like working with the public yeah, and readers advisory and, you know, reference work and all of that stuff. And cataloging generally does not mix very much with that in jobs. Cataloging is usually very away from the public and is more insular and... Anyway, and so I, like, to this day, actually, my my ideal dream job would be, like, half public service, so, like, reference work and, and that sort of thing, and then half cataloging. Right. Um, those jobs generally don't exist anymore, if, and they have in the past, but generally don't exist now, and so I went with the public service side, and that's where I've been. And you that's what you've done this whole time. So that's straight career shot was like public library. You worked at the same library system. And this is the same place you worked as a child, as a teenager. As a teenager, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So um, do you think you'll stay there? Like, or is there something else on the horizon? Is this it? Are you there forever? <laughs> Are you going <laughs> to die at your desk, Joe? I, I don't intend on dying at my desk. I do intend to retire before I die. Um, oh, so you should share with us your plan for when you retire, your your next career plan. Oh, yeah, yeah th- th- that's fun. So, so, so I'm currently a librarian. One day I will retire. And then my plan is to go to film school. Because really? um, the area of film studies that I'm interested in is criticism and analysis. And if my mom thought that working with children's lit as an academic had a perhaps hard career path ahead, Mm -hmm. 
being a analytical film <laughs> studies major right now, as many of them are out there, would be an even more difficult one. You'll just be a retired man writing for Rotten Tomatoes. You'll just be at home with your own blog, and then they'll aggregate you. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Although, I think more film analysis than... Than, than like, yeah, reviews, but yeah. So you'll have a blog no one who reads. You'll tweet uh, yeah. articles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's okay, you'll be fulfilling a dream. Yeah, okay. and, and I'll be living off my whatever pension is left. Right. So <laughs> the, the Google ads that come up with your posts. Perhaps that will be a, a good supplement to my income. We'll see. So, okay, so do you do you regret anything? Do you wish you'd been us? Do you wish you'd stuck it out and done your third year over? Do you wish you could go back and be like, stick it out, be a psychologist? So one of the things that I realize now, and I think I've only started realizing this, fair, like in the last couple of years, is that the the drive to understand people that I was looking at psychology so much with is answered more for me through literature and all types of literature, whether it be film or story or whatever. Um, I think, and it, and it's very, like, that's very much how Jungian psychology works anyways. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, let's explain how people behave and think with these stories. So now you work around books, but yet you're the virtual reference librarian. So you do like databases that have information like on how to fix cars. Uh, amongst other things, yeah. <laughs> so so not exactly immersed in literature. You're no. not a librarian who's no. reading novels on work time. <laughs> <laughs> not that any of us do. No. So many of us do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So indeed, yeah, I, I am even more removed from <laughs> from that than I was. So as a librarian, I've had a number of, you know, I was a children's librarian. I've been an adult, young adult librarian. I've been a collections librarian. Right, so. I've, and now I've, I'm a virtual reference librarian. Right. Um, so I've, I've dipped my toe, and more than dipped my toe in, in some of those roles. Um. And yeah, the, the the place that I'm at now is very removed from where I perhaps thought I would have ended up being. Um, yeah, but there are still like that. There are still things that I can do in my job that somewhat relate to those, but most of them now are outside. So, you're not an unhappy. No. Nope person okay you're you're content yeah um i have a, a question so we asked where you were gonna be when you were 18 when what about when you were eight what was the f childhood fantasy so if we go back even earlier than that to like four yeah the answer would have been garbage man construction worker in there okay like, uh, yeah those types of jobs um i loved Big machinery. Yeah. I still love big machinery. Mm -hmm. Excavators are beautiful machines. Tower cranes are beautiful machines. Although I have a thing 
I have a fear of heights, so yeah. the tower cranes perhaps would not be the best thing for me to operate. But as a kid, um, especially uh, even before, I think before I got obsessed with dinosaurs, I was obs- obsessed with big ex- construction equipment. Right. And yeah, I wanted to work with the machines. I wanted to operate the machines. And I am very far away from that now. Yes. <laughs> but I still find those those things beautiful. Like I, you know, I gaze lovingly at tower cranes when I see them. Right. Um, yeah. Huh. All right. So you've had, uh, uh, that's that's fun. That's a fun career path. Mm-hmm. So are you, you're content. You're happy. I am content. Is your life fantastic, Joe? My life is fantastic. Uh, would I like to do more stuff with literature still? Yes. Would I like to do sort of the kind of writing that I was doing back in university a little? Yes. You know, not a lot, but... That you no longer desire to sit on a couch in a suit with elbow pads and put people in trances and find uh, lost childhood it, memories. It, it was it was never hypnotism, but yeah. Yeah, no. That's no longer the dream. No, at least not professionally. <laughs> <laughs> and on that somewhat cryptic note, um, I would like to thank Joe for speaking with myself and Anne uh, in her capacity of a couple questions asked. Um, so thanks, Joe. Indeed. What a great life. Mm-hmm. And it's not over. No, no, there's still plenty <laughs> still to go. Still film criticism to go. Yeah. All right, thanks, Joe. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, So thanks so much for listening to our very first episode or our zeroth episode. This is You Are Going to Be Fantastic. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. They're all at YWGTBF, the first initials of You Are Going to Be Fantastic. What did you want to add, Jenny? Oh, just tune in uh, for fantastic uh, guests who have various stories. And if you yourself feel you have a story you'd like to share, please contact us in some way. They can contact us at youaregoingtobefantastic at gmail.com. We have a fourth thing. Yeah, we have, I set up a lot of things. Social meds. <laughs> Talk to you all next time, I guess.